What's going on? What's going on, people? Let us know where y'all coming in from. City and state, city and state. Byron, you're muted, man. You're muted. Muted. I'm muted. I'm muted. Up, you know, How I was you over feeling? here. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling fantastic. You know, when that big moat come on, man, you just really get that vibe. Everybody don't know about that big moat, man. I'm just saying, man. Listen, right. I'm excited, man, because I think this is going to be a phenomenal conversation. Uh, you know, it, we 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 talked about today, right? About the state of relationship today, right? And we've talked previously about you know some new form of relationship is going to need to be formed my opinion my opinion in order for what, us what to about about some, some form of relationship got to be I think formed. I think relationship going to be different in the future bro I think the way we doing it clearly ain't working we got to figure out a bigger and better way to be able to pull it off or maybe the people need to just harken back to what has worked traditionally I don't know but I'm 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 interested to hear you know this discussion, you know, from two greats that I'm, I'm, I have a tremendous amount of respect for, uh, that I respect intellectually. So I think it's just going to be a dope vibe, you know, to hear Princella speak from her perspective and to hear Corey speak from his. What are, what are you excited about today? Oh, I'm excited to hear two different perspectives, man. Hear what they got to say, especially uh, Priscilla, man. She's very knowledgeable, know what she's talking about. I'm ready to hear what she got to say. And then Corey from the other side, Mary got a different you know, Priscilla herself was married before. Now she's single. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm really excited to hear the different sides. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty dope. So listen, my name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space, do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip, new construction, new to the build to rent space. Definitely excited about that. Proud member of the Accelerator program where we help investors move further, faster. And uh, that's me, you know, and typically, you know, we love to talk business, right? But we also have to add in that relationship piece as well, because business and relationship, if you don't have a both, sometimes you're going to struggle. Um, and I think we, you know, just as we building up ourselves from a business perspective, we also need to be working on building up ourselves on that relationship side and our personal side as well. You know, oh, go ahead. You want to introduce yourself? What's up, y'all? Neil Parker, real estate investor, entrepreneur, do all things real estate, specialize in rentals, love passive income, love rentals, proud on of leverage the world, teaching people how to leverage where they are currently in their life to get wealthy in real estate. That's me. And uh, right now we got 40% off all programs that we have. Make sure y'all check that out. Yes, indeed. But man, shout out to all the people, man. We got people from all over, man. We got, I seen Baton Rouge in the building. We got Chicago. We got Cali, Michigan. Uh, let's see what else we got. New York. Tennessee, and y'all coming in from all over Atlanta, DC. We got Streetport, Streetport, uh, San Francisco, Dallas, man. Okay, Triple D, DMV, Chicago, Atlanta, H Town, man. Shout out to y'all, man. We appreciate y'all being here with us. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, man, I ain't gonna waste a whole bunch of time, man. We know what the people are here to see. <laughs> I'm ready to get to this conversation, man. My first guest I want to invite up, man. I actually. You know, I really, really appreciate Princella. I love her spirit. She's always thirsting for new knowledge, always willing to share her knowledge as well. And so uh, regardless of people disagree with her perspective, a lot of her perspective is rooted in some type of science and some type of facts. And she is always willing to break down 
that from that particular space. So I want to just give a shout out. The author of 41 Shades of Men in the building. What's going on, Priscilla? Oh, everything is everything. You know, I've just been on the move lately doing some big things. What about y'all? Hey, same here. Hey, we've been hanging out, working, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Building houses. I, 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 see, I see you got some folks in the building. Yeah, yeah. They, the, the, my people love me. Where I go, they go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like that, man. I love that. I love that. We got Before we get to that, I know, Priscilla, you got a book signing coming up too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be um, at uh, Katie Mills Mall oh, on Black Friday. Okay. I know what that's it. Yeah, yeah. Come and check your girl out. Yeah. Everybody in Houston need to go check it out, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Katie Mills type of situation. I could dig it. I could dig it. Next, so next we got man, we got our next guest coming up. Our brother Corey, man, uh, serial entrepreneur, owns multiple tax businesses across United States. He also is an educator. He got an ebook teaching you how you can make over hundred k in your first uh, season of doing taxes. Welcome to the stage, Corey, man. What's going on, man? What's up with it, man? How you doing? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Doing good, man. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm, man, listen, it's it's a beautiful Tuesday, man. Taco Tuesday, man. I'm over here chilling. I get I get to get on live with the Queen Maker, O'Neill and Byron, man. Me, man, it's it's up. Love it, love it. So, man, I I, I just want to get straight to it. So, what's your thoughts about the the the, the title of this room that we have? I mean, the, the show we got. The single people want to be married, and the married people want to be single. Have y'all ever heard that from people that's married or single? What's your thoughts about that? Well, to me, let's, it's real. let's go with the lady first. Let's go with the lady first. To me, it's real simple, right? Society sells you a fantasy in a dream or a package that you ain't experienced yet. So it makes sense why people want to be married because they don't have no experience, right? And they're buying into a fairy tale. But once you try it, once you buy it, and you realize you don't like it, then guess what? You don't want to. You don't want to be in it no more. So it makes more sense for a person to experience something and say they don't want it versus putting all the weight on people wanting something that they're being sold that they have not tried yet. Hmm. Mm. What you think about that, Core? What she does, Core? You know. You know. I mean, I got a difference of opinion. Obviously, man. I think. I think the reason people are not getting married is because of what they're being sold. I think social media uh, and the current culture we're living is not something that celebrates monogamy. It doesn't celebrate commitment. It's all me, my, I, I can do bad by myself. Let me get to the bag. Let me get to the money. It's uh, hot girl summer, uh, city boy. I mean, it's just the culture that we live in. It, it doesn't, it doesn't force people to look at marriage as it relates to purpose. And uh, of course, you guys know, man, I don't hide it. My faith says that one can flee a thousand and two, 10,000. There's exponential growth and ability and skill when you get two people together. But we're living in a culture where, um, you know, because of social media, man, it's hard for people to commit, you know, because they're putting it out there. You know, you can jump on social media, you know, and, and see 1,000 fine women in 10 seconds and the same thing for fine men. Back in the day when marriage was really uh, successful and thriving, you were limited to geographical location. And so you were forced to be more committed and to appreciate what you had 
social media and the culture that we live in right now, it doesn't promote marriage. It doesn't promote my monogamy. And I think that's why uh, it's people are struggling to get married and stay married. Mm. Mm. What's your mm. thoughts on that, Priscilla? Pretty sure. Well, he, he made it real clear, forcing people, right? I don't deal in force. See, people who want to push ideas like marriage, they're going anti-nature and they depend on people being forced to do something that doesn't go along with their nature. So people who can't, quote unquote, stay married or get married, which was not the original question, but let's just go ahead and speak on this particular part. You depend on people not being free to make free choices. So in order for you to uphold an, an artificial system or structure like marriage, you have to force people to be in a situation that does not give them options. I don't rock and roll with that because at the end of the day, once a person has an option and you experience freedom, no free person ever wants to experience slavery again. Uh, marriage is slavery for women. So it makes more sense why women don't want to be married. Um, and it also makes more sense because since the weight is on the woman, hey, yeah, you can do bad by yourself because if you're riding a bike uphill and you have a person on the back of that bike that ain't helping you pedal uphill, kicking that person off the bike will make it so much easier for you to travel uphill by yourself. Whew. Oh, 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 I got a question. Is, is, hold on. Is my audio clear? Is it good or still low? It's, it's just a little scratchy, but it's good. Well, I'm going to fix it after this. So you said marriage for women is slavery. What do you mean by your mute, uh, Princella? Your mute, and then uh, after you break that down, why you feel marriage is slavery for women? I want to hear Corey's response on that. Well, women are told that they have to. Uh oh, your mic is muted. Your mute. Oh, there we go. Uh, who keeps muting me? Okay, all right. So um, it's real simple because all of the domestic duties that women are conditioned to carry by themselves because men are not expected to do these things that they want women to do. Uh, there are people who get paid for those things. There are people who get paid to do laundry. There, get, there, there are people who get paid to cook every day. There are people who get paid to do every single thing that you want a woman to do for you. All right. I can do it for myself, but you want me to do it for you. And you want me to do it under the guise that I'm married. You want me to accept the title and a cheap ring to do it. And you want me to do it without, with a smile on my face. Um, that's slavery. That's really legalized slavery because if somebody asked you to do that, you would ask where your money is, right? Y'all ain't going to work for nobody without expecting to get paid, but you want women to do it under the guise of a title, which does not benefit her, but only sucks the life out of her. Nobody wants to do that. I know I don't. Woo. Wow. Corey, what's your thoughts about that? Man, I, I got to be honest, man. That was probably the most beautiful, articulated foolishness I've ever heard in my life. Um, because marriage is not slavery. So let me say it again. I want to respectfully say that was the most beautifully articulated foolishness I ever heard in my life. Because, you know, let's just, number one, let's go to the first thing she said. 
why is the woman carrying a man in the first place? So why would she be in the driver's seat and he be awake? Uh, marriage is about partnership. And so it's not about slavery. It's not about you being subservient, right? It's, it's not about maybe some of, I don't know what your experience was in your marriage or what other people's experience was are, but marriage is about partnership. It's about, it's about us, you know, picking up the weight together. And so, and then the second thing is, I, I don't think we're living in the forties and the fifties and the sixties where men didn't, men weren't domesticated. Now here's the reality. Uh, I wash clothes. I pick up the kids. Um, I cook. There's a partnership. It's not, I provide the money and you do everything domesticated. It's we're in this together. And so, of course, if you have this perspective that this is what marriage is, I can honestly see why you would have this negative thought process as it relates to marriage. But I've often I've often said, man, oftentimes we create these perspectives from a place of past trauma, uh, past experiences. Uh, every man is not your man. Uh, and I'm not talking about you, Priscilla, because I've never met your man. But every man is not the man that that some women uh, talk about because we have a tendency to highlight the negative. But there are some men, and I think there's a few men on this on this podcast with us right now. I know O'Neill's married, Byron's on his way. Um, we help, we assist. It's a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's not just a one person show. So I I, I disagree with that one thousand percent. Man, Byron, what's your what? You know, listen, I want to hear what Priscilla got to say. I mean, you know, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Priscilla? So what a a person's opinion. Oh, he's getting muted. Okay, that is working now. Yeah. Um, A person's opinion is irrelevant to me. Um, Men typically do something like that called gaslighting, right? And well, a little passive aggressiveness there, which is typical that I would expect from a man to dismiss a woman's perspective in the situation. But let's go with the facts. 54% of divorced women never want to remarry. That's the majority. 70% of divorces are filed by women. That number increases to 90% when the woman is college educated. These are the facts. 97% increase in divorce, in the risk of divorce when men don't help with the housework. So what you say and can reject based on your opinion goes against the religious role that women are expected to play. Women are expected to carry the loads and they typically do. And then when she's tired, you act like she shouldn't be tired. Now, you can disagree with this all you want to, but the results of why women are not going to be married to these men, I tell women to stop reasoning with men and stop talking to them. Show them better than you can tell them. And that's exactly what they're doing, showing you better than they can tell you. 54% of them don't want to marry you no more. 90% of them who got sense and got degrees are divorcing you. And 70% of women got sense to divorce you and stay divorced. So what you disagree with, you can continue to do it. But the facts will speak for themselves. The truth don't need no defense. Now, here's the thing with this. Oh, I got to jump in. What you think? She, what you think? You put some facts out there. 
right? And so, it's so facts, here's bro. the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are facts. Now, 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 the scary part about this, right? And and this is where I think the the disconnect is, right? So obviously, traditionally, we want to hold on to marriage because that is how we procreate as human beings, right? This is how we procreate as human beings. But when you look at the facts and the data, the data says that people ain't ain't really wanting marriage to be married. Marriage is declining. Like yeah, marriage is declining, man. Marriage it's is declining. declining, bro. And so like when... It. Yeah, so so that's 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 what I want to I want to kind of get a better understanding from Corey on, right? Because I know you coming more so from a biblical perspective, but also from a you know just from a traditionalist perspective. What's your thoughts about the facts that she just laid out, right? Because um, they're undisputed, the facts. What 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 would you what would you say about that? Well, you know, man, I've said this to you guys before, man. I think that we're living in a day and age where, you know, people go to a drive-through and they want their food right now. They want it to be prepared perfectly. If they got to wait, they get frustrated, they go somewhere else. And the unfortunate reality is this is the way people are dealing with marriage. If I get in a relationship and I don't like the way it is, then I'm ready to go find me something uh, to, because we're living in a culture where everything is about happy. I want to be happy. I want to be, let's have fun. And I told you this uh, the early day, other day, O'Neill. I said, man, I think people, more people are chasing the fantasy than they are chasing family. More people are chasing a lifestyle than they are legacy. And I think that's part of the, the part of the problem. Now, those stats that she gave, um, those are stats, those are facts, but it has nothing to do with marriage to, and women being, uh, being slaves. That has nothing to do with, I think that's a b- bunch of projection. Because if you look at why women are divorcing, it's not cited because they feel like they're a slave, right? And so there's other reasons for divorce, right? Communication, whether it be infidelity, and it's a couple of other things that we could talk about. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I just think we live in a culture, and I'll keep saying this, that is not promoting relationships. And then you have these relationship gurus who got all the advice on relationships, and they single or been divorced three times, and they telling people, go be happy. Like you can do bad all by yourself. And I think it's impacting the culture. It's impacting the mindset of people as it relates to marriage. That's number two. The third thing I'll say, man, is what does commitment look like, right? When you get married, you take a vow and you say for better or for worse. Here's the reality. This generation of people, they only want marriage for better. They don't want the worst part. As soon as worse pops up, they running, they running for divorce or they're not even getting married because they can't conceptualize that marriage is a journey, that we take it together, that we're all becoming, that is two people becoming one. And guess what? When we come together, we're not always going to communicate the same. We're not always going to think the same. We're not always going to feel the same. But at the end of the day, if we keep down this path and this journey, then it gets a lot easier and people don't want to work. Real, real quick, Corey, what if, right, because you mentioned some key things about the current, you know, climate in terms of the social media um, in terms of women, um, you know, thinking how they think, men thinking how they think. What if those things don't change? What, wh- what if, what if people have evolved to a space, whether it's mentally, physically, the world, technologically, whatever it may be, to a space to where those things are not going to change. Matter of fact, they may even be worse and exacerbated. We're moving into a space of the meta. We're moving into a space of AI. Right. Where people will most likely be more disconnected. What happens if if, if that is the case and it doesn't get better? What, what's your thoughts on that? 
Man, it, that's problematic. And the truth of the matter is, it's probably heading towards that direction. And I think I think the reason why, you know, I love to speak on marriage and I love to talk about the biblical perspectives of marriage, the benefit of marriage, the joy of marriage uh, is because I think somebody has to keep telling people that marriage is a beautiful thing. It's a journey. You know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And if we don't, uh, technology and the culture is not shifting. Think about it, man. You know, I, I, I grew up, man, in the 70s. You know, I mean, I was born in the 70s, but I grew up in the 80s and 90s, man, when we still had New Edition. We still had Troop. We still had SWV. We had Jagged Edge. Meet me at the altar at your white dress. We were talking about love songs. When the last time you heard a love song in this culture? It's, you know, uh, city girls, city boys, all of this stuff. And I think if we keep going in that direction, then it makes sense why people are not valuing commitment and marriage. I seen somebody just put in the chat. I'm committed to myself. And that's the reality. When you're committed to yourself, selfish people can't get married and stay married. We live in a culture where it's all about build myself up, get to the bag, get to the money. It's me, 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 me. And you wonder why you can't stay married because when you get married, it can't just be about you. It becomes about us. And the disconnect mm. in this culture is we're being trained to for it to just to be about us. Man, I got a I got a question for Priscilla. So Priscilla, um, how long were you married? Three years. Three years before I found you was married three years. Um when did you realize that being a wife was a slave to the to marriage? Uh the you moment know, that I the moment that I had to leave my career, be a stay at home mom and carry all of the burdens of losing myself to cater to the illusion or fantasy of men, right? Having to sit at home and be a stay at home mom and lose myself, right? Cook, clean, cater to the baby. When my ex would get off work, um, working out of town, right? Uh, when he would come in, I'd have been trapped in the house all this time. The first thing he does is come in and drop his bags and go get a haircut and leave me with the child. Even though you've been gone. Now, I've driven trucks for six years, so and I've been on the road. So I know that after you finish working, you get all of your time to yourself. When you got a child, it's 24-7. Not only is it 24-7, it's um, the loss of being your authentic self and what you're here to do. And men think that they have the right to take the life of a woman away, that he gets to dictate how she shows up because he want her, not the other way around, right? And so uh, I do appreciate you asking me that question, but I really want to address his um, opinions with MoFact, because I'm not here to talk out of my feelings. I'm here to talk about what's real and what's factual. So since we want to claim what divorce is behind, oh, I got a lot to address because we talked about so-called reasons for divorce. We also talked about fairy tales like pushing R&B music, which was, uh, which was created to manipulate women to pursue an ideological concept or romanticized concept of love. He ain't even paid attention to these lyrics, right? And in all of these so-called love songs, when men sing these songs to women, they sing them for two 
main reasons to get women back after they done ran her into the ground and used and abused her so much. And she done walked away and now he want to use her some more. So he begged her to come back or when he's ready to have sex with her. Those are the lyrics to the love songs, right? Which breeds dysfunction. But do y'all mind if I go over some divorce? Break it down. Break it down. Right. Do what so you got to do. So in 2022, top reasons for divorce. 25% of those filed for divorce was because of domestic violence. 25%. Lack of equality in the relationship, 44%. Infidelity, 55%. Unrealistic expectations, 45%. Arguing too much, 56%. Married too young, 41%. Lack of commitment, 73%. So based on this, it says respondents often cited more than one reason. Therefore, the percentages add up to much more than 100%. There's a 97% increase in the risk of divorce for men who do not help with the housework. So lack of equality in the relationship is 44%. Hit me with some facts and not what you feel. Ooh. Wow. Damn. Man, Corey, you're muted. Um, you're, what's you're your thoughts muted. on that? There you go. You muted it. There you go. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're good now. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I mean, the Cowboys are 6 and 3. The sun raises up at 6 a.m., right? I can, I can throw you a lot of stats out there, but what does that have to do with anything, right? Let's just get to the nuts and bolts of it. At the end of the day, Priscilla... I want to go back to what you said concerning your marriage. And I just got a few questions for you, rhetorical questions. But what if you had got married and you didn't have to quit your job? What if you had got married and he actually did help you with your child? What if you had got married and he did actually help you with the housework and you guys were more of a team? Would you still feel the same way that you, have, that you do about marriage? Again, I will say this, that a lot of times people that have a negative perspective about marriage, they're oftentimes speaking from a platform of pain from their past. So the question that I have is, would you have this same perspective if the one time you were married for three years, you actually had a partner versus the experience that you just defined right here on this podcast? That's number one. Number two, I think when you talk about lack of, you gave me some good stats here, you know, 25% domestic violence, 44%. Um, lack of uh, equality or helping in the home. Look, I think all of that boils down to communication, right? Learning how to communicate, communicate realistic expectations, uh, to communicate realistic fears, frustrations. I think that what we've done is the older generation did a poor job of teaching us how important communication is in relationships, how important it is to have premarital counseling so we could talk about making sure that our visions align. I know some people don't like the biblical perspective, but Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So what Priscilla said is she said that women are in the front dragging men along. But what marriage should look like is both the man in the front 
or the woman in the front, either way, whichever one you want to go, but both of you all are paddling at the same speed, which means not one person is carrying more of the load. Now, we do understand that balance is not always equal. There are going to be times where you're up and down, but communication is key. It's extremely important. And so, again, um, I remember when I was a kid, man, I was in Chicago and uh, I got on a roller coaster. And when I got on the roller coaster, I threw up. When I got off of the roller coaster, I remembered that right before I got on, I ate dried bananas. So the reality is for the last 40 years of my life, because I had one bad experience with dried bananas, I've never tried them again. As a matter of fact, if I see them, I tell them I don't want them. And this is what people, this is what they do with relationships, with marriage. They have one bad experience. And all of a sudden now we cut that out of our life and we cut that out of that diet. And now we're telling everybody else that they shouldn't get dried bananas just because it didn't work for you. And I think that's irresponsible. Okay, so you got a, you had a question. So first and foremost, while I try to remember your first question, um, if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So that question is totally irrelevant. Okay, it don't hold no weight. Secondly, if you ain't never ate bananas again, then what you talking about? You, the pot don't get to call the kettle kettle black. But I want to say this. I want to say this. Forty eight percent of those who marry before the age of 18 are likely to divorce within 10 years compared to 25% of those who marry after the age of 25. The question that I got is why are children getting married? Why are men pursuing young girls for marriage and then wondering why they divorce you? Because you have to add this into the divorce statistics too. You have to add all of these perspectives, because let me tell you something, my, my message is global, and women are vocalizing the issues that they have with men. So you, you wanted to throw up, you wanted to throw up a Bible verse, right? Because y'all like to cherry pick to push your narrative. Um, I tell women that men are incapable of love. And that y'all ain't got no capacity to do it. And for some reason, I got a lot of women, or not a lot of men, but a lot of men that want to fight me on that. But your Bible says the same thing. Let me tell you what your Bible says, which is the reason why women should not be trying to get with men because of this. Second Timothy 3. One through five. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Y'all got the nerve to talk about selfishness, and that ain't nothing but your nature. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That's what your Bible say about men, that y'all want women to marry and try to rectify or save 
or stick with. Y'all ain't even with your own God and doing what you supposed to do. Yet you want a woman to marry you and the divorce statistics show that what your Bible say about you is accurate. You know, you know, listen, the problem with taking scripture and uh, trying to weaponize it is number one, I would challenge you to be a little bit more contextual with that because you took that completely out of context. What you failed to read is the scripture that was right before that, when it said in the last days. So what this scripture was defining was, was a depraved state of men in the last days. And it wasn't just men because it says people will be lovers of themselves. That's what, that's what the King James Version says. The NIV Version says that people, not men. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said the King James or the New international version because okay so y'all flipping so you're flipping against what your bible also says you're flipping god's words to fit y'all's own narrative so god in the king james version the original version that y'all rock and roll with it says men because this is a patriarchal religion that centers everything around men so this is a book about men for men about men, by men, for men. So this men will be lovers of themselves, boisterous, disobedient, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. That describes y'all's behavior to the T right now. Because if you ask everybody else on social media, everybody is saying these are the last days because we are going into the new world order. So these are actually the last days and y'all act just like this. Ain't no woman got no business marrying y'all in this state. Again, again, I, I really, I really, so the last time I talked to you, I was very impressed by the stats and your intellectualism. And tonight, maybe like my internet, maybe that's lagging for you because contextually the word men in the Bible and the new, in the old <laughs> Testament and the new Hebrew and Greek, it has, it meant plural. And so let me be very clear. What it meant was human being, mankind, humanity. So it's not man. So it's not just men, but the true definition of it is humankind. And so what we have a tendency to do is we'll take these things again to build up our argument and say he was talking about men. No, he was talking about mankind. He said people will be lovers of themselves. And so when you study the scripture, you can't just take it from the English language. you got to go back to the original language, which was Hebrew and Greek. And you look up those words. The true definition is people will be lovers of themselves. Go ahead. That was cute. So if that's the case, then why would Job 14.1 say man who is born of woman Man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. So when they want to talk about a woman, they specify woman. When they're speaking about men, and you're absolutely correct, men is plural, talking about y'all. And when you go back into the Greek uh, era, when they talked about brotherly love, which is something that y'all quote from y'all's book called the Bible, it speaks of just men, brotherly love, which is feelings of compassion and humanity towards your brother. Humanity, human, human man didn't even include women. 
When y'all talk about when patriarchy is for men against men, this don't include women. Never did. And now you want to throw women in when we addressing y'all on y'all's behavior. And here's the thing. Let the doorknob split, hit you where the good law split you, because at the end of the day, women are going to show you better than they going to tell you because they ain't going to be marrying you. So you coming from uh, an idea, a, a religious philosophical principle or concept that does not go in line with your biology. It's just fairy tale and illusion, right? And women ain't buying that no more. And so until y'all recognize what it really is, science and reality is going to take this away because you said something real clear. What facts got to do with anything? It got everything to do with everything, but you don't want to talk about that. That's what I live in. I don't live in fairy tale land because that's what you talking about, fairy tale stuff. I want to, you know what, before, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was strong. I want to know what, all right, just stop with the woe because it wasn't strong. All right, I don't know what okay, you're talking okay, about. Okay, 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 here's the thing, here's the thing. <laughs> I want to know what Priscilla thinks, right, about the current state. The same question I kind of posed to you, uh, Corey. The current state is that relationships are not working, Right. Um, you know, it, we are witnessing a decline. This, these are facts. Like this is just what is really happening. And this is a global phenomenon. This is not something that's just, um, in America. I want to know what Princella thinks about that. Does she think this is something that can get better or does she see this as something that will perpetually and continuously get worse? What, what, what's your take on that Princella? Well, when you when you rec when you understand um, biology, philosophy, and uh, sociology or psychology and sociology, it becomes very evident. First and foremost, we are moving into into a new era, and when you change the environment, the behavior of the people change. In order to uphold the patriarchal philosophy or society, in order to hold up all of this stuff, you have to create law, law enforcement, and a bunch of lies and force people to live up to those lies. Well, because that has happened and men have been given access to things that they shouldn't have, i.e. women, right, and just giving men all of that, we have boomed the population so much with a bunch of low quality human beings that can't do nothing but be parasitic, parasitic viruses on planet earth. So the elites know this and we're moving into a new era and low quality human beings will end up falling off the edge of the earth. So no, it's not going to get better and go backwards to what benefits males. Of course, men won't in-house pussy. Of course, they want slaves. And of course, they want women to tolerate all of their incapable, deficient behavior. Of course, they want that. But it ain't coming back. It's going into a new direction. And either the male will adapt or he will fall by the wayside. Okay. Because this is going into a matriarchal setup. Right. Where humans have to be of value, not based on what satisfies the male's ego and his pedowacker. Real quick, I got to uh, add to that. Shout out to the super <laughs> shout out to the super chats, bro. Science and B Taylor TV. We appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Real add, quick. I want you, 
So she got to add something to this because she mentioned something that was key. So what does adaptation for the male look like from your purview? What does the adapted male look like for you, Priscilla? He would have to learn to stand on his own and be able to integrate the feminine aspect to his personality to become a whole being. The dependent mentality that the male has where he absolutely needs a woman to help him become something, he's going to fail if he doesn't. See, people who in re- who, who need relationships, these are people who are deficient and codependent and they need somebody else's help. So, of course, the male is going to push a narrative that, uh, that puts a woman in a position to help him without regard, to send her, to make her tolerate a lot of the things. Because earlier he said, uh, everybody want to be happy. So he spoke about force, right? When back in the day, because you didn't have access to this and that, you were forced. So he spoke about force and he spoke about everybody wants to be happy. So basically, he's pushing a narrative where women have to be forced and tolerate unhappy situation, situations, stressful situations, just so he can have access to her to help him. He does not like the idea that a woman can, quote unquote, do bad by herself and succeed without him. Him. So the male, if he's going to adapt because marriage is going out the window, these old ideals are going out of the window. So he's going to have to learn how to sustain himself, learn how to work to improve himself. And if he cannot do it, he will fail. His biological challenge in life is survival of the fittest. And it is clear that the average male is not the fittest. And it makes sense because the average male who exists should have never been able to pass his genes along in the first place. But patriarchy created an environment and a society that would allow men to survive when they should have died. And they gave them women and the ability to pass their genes off. And they have created low quality males on this planet who cannot thrive without a bunch of help. Well, that help is going out the wayside. And this is the reason why they push a marriage so bad because they need women to get down to help them. It just ain't happening no more. Woo. Wow. Uh, Corey, what's your thoughts on that, man? Like, yeah, that was a lot to unpack brother. Uh, it was a carry on. It wasn't a lot to unpack. Um, but let me just, let me just say this, man. Um, this is what I consider to be divide and conquer. And so, um, which I think is extremely fascinating, right? That uh, Priscilla was married for three years and apparently she didn't have a great experience. And so now we want to tell all the women that uh, all men are bad. They're incapable of loving. They're incapable of leading. They're incapable of having compassion. Uh, and we're going to do this whole fear mongering thing. And I, and I, I started to wonder why, like, what's the agenda? What's the purpose behind that? Why, why do you want to uh, try to shame men? Because here's the reality. None of that is facts. That may be anecdotal experiences, but I think it's extremely dangerous to paint with a broad brush because, number one, you said earlier that men are incapable of loving. I'm full of love. I love I love my family. I love my children. I love my wife. That's number one. Number two, uh, in my circle, most of the men that I know, they're actually carrying the women. Right. I hear this this fascinating stat and I do respect women that are upward mobile. I do think we're in a day and an age where women are getting more educated, making more money. And man, we 1,000% 1, 1, celebrate that. 
but that does not mean that men are not still successful and are not still taking care of their homes and holding down their women. I, I think that's a fascinating point to make. Um, but again, you know, uh, my question is, why? Why are we pushing against marriage? Why are we telling women that what men can't do and they're incapable of doing this and men of this and men of this? And she was, you know, married for three years, right? And, and again, I'm just going off what she's saying to us, right? Uh, not a personal attack against Priscilla, but I'm trying to understand where all of this is coming from. Um, because I know a lot of great men that love their wives, that love their children, that support, uh, that take care of. And I think that's extremely dangerous rhetoric. And the reason I said divide and conquer, because what you what divide and conquer basically means is you're going to basically divide them and try to conquer this particular group um, to turn them against the other. And, and I'm wondering what the agenda is. What's the purpose behind this type of rhetoric? That would be my question. Okay, I got an answer for you. Can I see myself? Thank you. Um, that lets me know that you're not capable of love because you live, you clearly live in a land of total delusion because you're asking me where this is coming from. Why would I tell women this? Well, it's very clear that you ain't been listening to women. So you care more about protecting the male ego. That's why you're talking the way you're talking. Well, I know a lot of men, but you ain't listening to women globally. You're not listening to women over and over tell you what they're going through. And so I'm here for women. I'm not here for your ego. I'm not here for you or your homeboy's ego. Cause you know what? All y'all, all y'all, every single time I talk to one of you on these platforms, you all say the same thing. I don't know any man like that. Every man that I know, every man that I know, you all say this. You know how many men I didn't talk to on these platforms? I have yet to hear a man not say that. I have yet to hear one man not say that same thing. So you all are purposely ignoring the realities of women all over the globe. And I got women's attention all over the globe. And so I provide a solution and understanding for why they go through the experiences that they go through. Because all you did was sit up here and prove exactly what I tell them. They don't hear you, ladies. Because it's about protecting their ego and let them tell it. They don't know nobody. 54% of divorced women do not want to remarry. That's the majority. And that number is increasing. 90% of women with college education ain't divorcing you for nothing. 70% of women that ain't college education or the rest of them, they ain't divorcing you for nothing. But let y'all tell it. It's a delusion in the woman's mind. Keep on believing that if you want to. And I'm going to keep giving women who are crying out that I hear that you clearly can't hear because you in another room somewhere worried about what men think. Right. And protecting their ego. I'm going to keep talking to the women that are very vocal and loud because I can hear them. You can't. So ain't nothing to explain to you because you ain't going to get it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Priscilla, I'm not going to get it because, you know, I, I tell people all the time I listen uh, better than I talk. And I remember exactly what I said. And I think what I said is when you begin to explain your marriage, the first thing I asked you is, which means I was listening and I heard you say you were overwhelmed. I heard you basically say you felt like you wanted to continue your job, continue your career. And my question to you was a question of compassion and empathy to say, I understand that bad experience. And I respect that. 
But would you still have the same perspective as it relates to marriage if you had a different experience? Sometimes our experience is what dictates our talking point. So I'm listening to you and I have compassion. But what I won't allow is for you, number one, you to say all men are bad because you're talking to three men on the podcast right now. And two of them I know you have a relationship with. And I don't think that you think they're bad men. But I think the reality is it's easier for you to speak to women that have been hurt and tell them that men are bad men. But if those men, O'Neill and Byron, were bad men, I'm sure you wouldn't be in the community with them. So do you really believe what you're saying or is this just talking points? Sir, I don't allow people to put words in my mouth. Never once did I said men are bad men. I never said nothing about bad men. I said men are incapable of love. You not What's being capable. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the opposite you, of love? Whoa, 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 whoa. Men not being in men not being capable of love does not mean that that makes them bad. You not being capable of singing does not make you a bad person. It just means that you can't do certain things. Well, 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 we're not going to do Priscilla's gaslight because no, 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 no. You do you listen? You just cut. You just cut me off. Let her get it off. Let her get it off. Let her finish. Let I'm not going to let you cut me off because I was talking. Okay. All right. So me saying, me saying that men are incapable of love does not equal men being bad. It just means that they have some impediments that prevents them from doing what women are expecting them to do. So what it means, if you have a person who is socially challenged or if you have a person who can't read appropriately because they might be dyslexic, you don't put them in situations that will overwhelm them. Me telling women that men are incapable of love will shift their perspectives on what they expect from men. OK, so yo idea of what you're trying to flip my words into being, trying to put words in my mouth, I'm not going to let you do it because what you hear is what you feel I'm saying, not what I actually said. So if you're going to repeat what I say, tell me what I actually said and not what you feel I said because not one single time on this show have I said men are bad men or and that, and that's correct. So, Right. That's correct. So I appreciate it. So I, I apologize. Oh, wait, 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 Corey, real quick. Let me let me do a shout out to the super chats, man. We got metaphysical, man. We got bro science again. We got facts and snacks, candy cane, metaphysical again, Mecca Smith, raw be, be privileged, bro science. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all support, man. Go ahead, Corey. My bad, my bad. No. You know, I, first of all, I wanted to apologize to Priscilla. You're right. You didn't say bad. I think that when I, I projected a little bit, because I think if something is incapable of love, the opposite of love is hate. And so you're absolutely correct. You didn't say that men are bad. You said that men have impediments. But my only pushback is, but don't we all? Don't we all have impediments? Don't we all have issues? Don't we all have struggles? Right. And so we want to highlight the inadequacies of men. And I understand that's your platform. But I didn't, I didn't come on here to highlight the inadequacies of women, inadequacies of women, but I do want to highlight the fact that we all have them. The very same thing that you talk about men, the impediments of men, I think we all have it. We all have our issues. We all deal with communication issues. All of us have a bit of selfishness. And I think that's why the scripture that you quoted when it said, you said men, but it was really people. 
we all have our issues. And I think what keeps marriage together is if you go into it, understanding that not understanding that men can't love, because here's the reality. One of the commandments that God gave to husbands is to love your wife as Christ loved the church. My responsibility to them is, is to love her. And because I love her, I provide. Because I love her, I listen. Because I love, love her, I pray. Because I love her, these are the things that I do. So to suggest that men don't have the capacity to do the very thing God commanded them to do, to me is a bit problematic and, and, and disingenuous. So I, I disagree fundamentally that men don't have the capacity to love. Now, where I can agree with you is I can agree that there has been a struggle. I can't agree that those stats are staggering. We need to figure out why women feel the way they feel. I do think men need to listen, right? But I, I, I won't just say from my perspective that, as you said, not saying that all men are bad, but men don't have the capability of loving. Uh, most of the men that I know that are married, they're partners, right? We sit down, we have conversations. Again, I'm not suggesting that, that it's not happening on the other side. But I will tell you, there are men that are listening. There are men that understand partnership. There are men that understand, hey, in this day and age, women want to be upward mobile. You don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Okay, cool. Let's hire babysitters. Let's partner together. You go run your business. I run mine. We build something together. It's not a slavery. It's a partnership. And so I just, you know, again, I just want to fundamentally disagree with you in saying that men don't have the capacity to love. I don't know where that came from. But the men that I know, they love. And, you know, yeah, these stats are, are problematic and we need to figure out how we can fix this, the stats. But the thing about it is you got to understand this, that marriage is a two way street. It's not just a man married to a woman, but it's a woman also married to a man. All right. It would be just, it would be it would be like me saying that, hey, because everybody's quitting this company, this must just be a bad company. The reality is employees and employers have responsibility to make it work. I think it was Rob Bates that said back in the 80s, it takes two to make a thing go right. So why is it that when, when the thing goes wrong, it is automatically the man's fault? Why is it when something goes bad, it's the man's fault? How about we're in this together? It's our fault, and we need to figure out a way to fix this. Princel, I got a question. I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. So you say men are incapable of love. So mm -hmm. what kind of, what are you looking for exactly for that man to show you, to show that? He can show you love. So what do you look, what are women look, what do they need uh -uh. to be shown? Uh -uh. Uh -uh. See, that's that right there lets me know off the rip that y'all ain't capable because it ain't about looking for somebody to do something. Love is not about expecting somebody to do something for you, right? But what does love look like it, from a man? It ain't from a man. There's only one definition of love. And either you can do it or you can't, right? And so I have a book called The Five Components of Love that lets you know the structure of love. And the first component of love is to seek first understanding and then ye be understood. To seek understanding requires a lot of work and a lot of effort that men are not willing to put in because they need women. And as bad as they need women to cut themselves down, to play a role, to be what men need, that automatically instantly takes it away from love off the rip. OK, so. What? No, I, I want to I, I thought you was I thought you did a pause. I thought you were stopping, but I, I want to say something after you finish. Go ahead. OK. All right. So off the rip, 
It takes away from love the moment that you seek for a person to be what you need them to be for you. All right. He said that God commanded men to love. If somebody got to make you do something off the rip, that ain't love off the rip, because that's an authoritative order. To command somebody do something is an authoritative order, which means that it ain't genuine and it don't come from no place of purity, which goes right back to that scripture in First uh, Timothy, which says that the male does not have true affection, right? Natural affection, the man does not have. So he got to command you do something because you ain't capable. So here's the thing. The evidence of how men are running this world into the ground is evidence and proof that he ain't capable of it. Right. And so as soon as women start talking, men don't listen to women. The first thing y'all do is start gaslighting and tell women that you don't agree with how they feel. The first component is seek first understanding and then you be understood. You didn't move with empathy and compassion for me, when you asked me about my marriage, what you did was start creating what ifs so that you could put me in a position to answer a question that makes men look better. Not about what about me. No, all you care about is protecting the male ego and making women decide to give their life to men. You do not have the capacity to love. Y'all don't even have a concept of it. So, so Priscilla, you know, I, I, so you're right, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I want, I want to acquiesce. I want to acquiesce and say, all hail to the queen. You're right. Men do not have the capacity to love. All right. Women have the capacity to love. Correct. Would you agree with that? That women are more equipped to love than men. Absolutely. I'm assuming. Absolutely. So I want you to explain something to me because you gave me some very interesting statistics about divorce. But you do understand the lesbian divorce rate is actually higher. So two people that have the capacity to love, the divorce rate is 78%, which is higher than heterosexual divorce rate. So let's acquiesce. Let me, let me come into your world and say, you know what, man? Men, they don't have the capacity to love. Now let's get two people together that have the capacity to love and they divorce in eight out of 10 times. Do, can you, do you have an explanation? Absolutely. For that? I absolutely do have it. Yes. I absolutely do have an explanation for that because we live, we, yes, we live in a patriarchal society that has conditioned everybody to operate in the lower natures of themselves. 99% of the people do not know what love is. And since you don't know what love is, and most people think it's an emotion, that's what they move on. It's not that women are not capable of love. It's that they're not operating in love because they themselves don't know what it is due to centuries worth of conditioning to operate in a system as dysfunctional as capitalistic white supremacy. OK, so let's start there. So what I say is that men cannot love. I didn't say that women couldn't love. 
I said that men can't love and women have more of a capability to love. They are beyond capable. They are actually created to be loved. Just because they ain't being loved right now don't mean that they ain't capable. Women are more than capable. They just not in it because they all are trapped in their lower nature. Fear, scarcity, anger, and a lack of authenticity, you cannot operate in love because love is a high frequency. Capitalistic America forces people to operate in a low vibrational state. So it is very evident in understanding why women operate the way they do. Not only that, women have adapted or assimilated to this patriarchal environment to the point where they do not even know how to think and behave like women. They are thinking and behaving like males. So when you look at these lesbian relationships that you're talking about, guess what? It's typically a woman in there who thinks she a male and wants to behave exactly like one. Okay. And so now when you take that and exacerbate the energy, the natural powerful energy that happens between women, because they have that naturally individually, when you put that together and these people do not understand social intelligence and conflict resolution because they're not operating on love, but they thinking like males, of course, you're going to end up in a disaster. We're talking about ignorant people and ignorance means you in a low state. People who are self-actual. I, I, let me finish. Cause I didn't cut you off. Yes, ma'am. You're right. Go ahead. People who are self-actualized operate in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The majority of people do not operate there because right now, guess what? The grade, we had no child left behind, stupid people, allowing people to be stupid. And now the grading scale just went down some more. So what used to be an F is now a D. And the average student is no longer a C student, it's a D student. So you're talking about a bunch of ignorant people who operate and move in ignorance and low-level emotions. So I'm not confused about that. It makes sense. I'm here to get women to stop acting like that and come into enlightenment so that they can better their relationships. And once they better those relationships, what they'll find is that the first relationship they're supposed to have is with themselves. And once they elevate, if they want a partner on their level, the likelihood that they're going to find it in a male is low. Their likelihood of finding everything that they want in a, in, in a partner is going to exist in women. That's just a, that's just a reality. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I do have a question for you, Priscilla, and I, and I appreciate the, I appreciate the feedback and the dialogue. Um, but I noticed something, right? When mm -hmm. we start talking about the divorce rate, when women are divorcing men, it was because men are incapable of loving. Mm -hmm. When I brought up the fact that 78% of lesbian relationships end up in divorce, now you start talking about America and education and, and, and it's not anybody's fault. It's everybody's fault, but the two women that are in the relationship. And it seemed like you said to me that the reason they're in a divorce is because one of the women is acting like a man. I think mm -hmm. it's fascinating, right, that you do realize that in these lesbian relationships that end up in divorce, they got the highest rate of domestic violence. We're talking about two women, right? Because what you I'm only bringing this up because you said 25 percent of women that cited divorce um, from men, they cited it because of domestic violence. 
Did, would you be surprised to know statistically that when two men get together versus two women, that the men divorce at a much lower rate than women? And so I know, I know, I know, I know why. Explain that to me. I know why. Yeah, let me put it. Thank you. All right. So what I do is root cause analysis. Okay. So anytime you're looking at a problem, right, you don't look at the effect and talk about the effect. What you're talking about is the effect. I talk about the root cause of the effect, right? That's the difference between me and you. So let me tell you about the root cause of these issues. Now, let me tell you about men, why they have uh, lower divorce rates with each other. Okay. There are two things going on here. Number one, I don't know if you know, but scientific studies show and brain scans show that when men look into the eyes of another man, that there's a lot of brain activity, that men actually have emotional connections with other men. Okay. That's number one. When they look into the eyes of a woman, this is scientifically proven. This is scientifically shown in the brain scans. When men look into the eyes of women, there's very little brain activity. That men cannot connect with women the way that they can connect with other men. Number two, that because of that and this social system that pushes men at the forefront, right, and pushes all of the, um, they're, center, they're centering men for admiration and everything. Men have better connections or it fosters a better camaraderie with men because not only are they centered and value each other more and they have emotional connections with each other more, they have more in common, which allows them to be together. Now there's violence there too, but now you have to in, look at the psychology of what the environment does on women. Women are instilled with a self-hate for other women due to patriarchal philosophies devaluing women. So when women are Dealing with other women, they are dealing with them from a place of low value, value and lack of an expendable mentality. Men are not looked at that way because of patriarchy. So if we going to talk about some stuff, we're going to have to go to the root because it is evident and it is common knowledge that the environment and the philosophies have a major impact on human behavior. So why don't we talk about the toxic philosophies that make women devalue each other and worship men, which is called phallic worship. Let's get into phallic worship if we're going to talk, because that's a part of it. Oh, we listen. That, that's a lot to unpack right there. Uh, phallic, yeah. <laughs> no. Damn. I didn't know <laughs> but we're going to find out. Here's the thing. We got we to gotta get to a quick commercial break. Listen, I want Corey on the other side of that, please. You're going to have to unpack that. Are you ready to unpack that, Corey? What she just I'm said? I'm, I'm ready, man. Let's get to it. Okay. I Let's got a, go ahead, I go got a quick question for you. 
go, before we go, if y'all enjoying the show, put some flame in the chat, man. We're trying to make sure y'all enjoying the show. Put some flame in the chat. Let's go to commercial break. Yes, indeed. We on commercial. Oh, we should be. <laughs> What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate and we well, that was quick. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NOSTINGENERGY to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace. I got a question, yes, man. Indeed. I got a question. Number one, I want to definitely hear Corey remember what, what you got to say, but I want to get the, the audience involved in this conversation because we've asked some very serious questions and i definitely want to get their take on it but after Corey, Corey, can you respond to what priscilla just uh said yeah she said a lot you know and um to be quite honest it, a lot of it just kind of went in one ear and out the other it was good information but it, it sounded to me like to me what i think adults do is we take accountability and what it sounded like to me is what Priscilla just did is she took all of the accountability and responsibility off of women and placed it back on men. So women who are failing in relationships is become because of men. Women who are um, dealing with domestic violence in a woman on woman relationship is because of men. And I think I think that's problematic. I think if we're going to have this conversation, it has to be a balanced conversation. And that's the reason I asked you the question. If men are incapable of love and women are capable of love, then why are we still having these type of problems, right? Um, they're leaving relationships with men. They're leaving relationships with women. And again, this is not, you know, this is not me trying to rain on women because I think women are probably God's greatest creation. That's for sure. But we also got to make sure that women take accountability, right? That there are some um, issues there. There's some traumas there. I, I agree. But all of those traumas don't come from men. All right. And the fact that women can't get along with each other, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame that on men. Now, as far as the scientific stuff, man, listen, I won't speak on that. If that's her wheelhouse, uh, I wish I would have known we'd have talked about that. I'd have done some research as far as the energy between men and men and women and women. I'm not sure about that. So I won't speak on something I don't know. But I, what I do know is this. We all got issues. And I think if we're going to be together uh, collectively in relationships, we just got to work through it. You know, we got to work through it. We got to communicate. And this whole notion that, you know, the only ones that can love is women. Show ain't looking like it because 78, you know, eight, eight out of 10 of them relationships is ending up and, and look like they throwing chairs around in that relationship. And so I don't know. I mean, we talk about men can't love. But like you said, if you want to not deal with emotions and deal with facts, the fact is the highest divorce rate in this country is lesbian relationships. So we can call it internalized misogyny. We can call it what we want to. But these are the facts. And that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> I find it so funny that he men just cannot stop proving my point. <laughs> oh, well, 
She said a lot. It went in one ear, not the other one. Number one, men don't listen. Like I oh, said. I was listening. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. You didn't say you didn't you didn't say it, Joe Peace. Now it's my turn to talk, baby. It's my turn. Yeah. Okay. It went in one ear and out the other. Right. Then you go to scapegoating, right? You go to scapegoating because you wasn't listening and it went in one ear and out the other one. So since you and then on top of that, I got word. Because I was supposed to be talking to somebody else today. But I got word that I was talking to you. I didn't know who you were. But I went and I at least looked at your IG to figure out what your common conversation is. You didn't even do that with me. See, I knew you was coming from a religious point of view, which was why I already had Bible scriptures pulled up. You didn't even have a respect for me to know what angle I was coming from. Cause you didn't listen. And so n- not once, but twice you've shown that you don't listen. And then you go to scapegoat because you don't understand how human behavior actually <clears throat> operates. So I, I focus on human behavior and there is a root cause analysis to why everything behaves in the way that it behaves. Because let me tell you something about the laws of the universe law of cause and effect. There's a reason behind everything. And I dig deep into the reason, into the root of why things operate the way that they're operating. And philosophy is directly connected to psychology, which is a, which is the reason for people's behaviors. What are the philosophical principles and philosophical ideals that women are under that influences their behavior. Let me tell you, first and foremost, all of the philosophies that women are under are philosophies that come out of the mind of a man. So if you see women behave in a certain way, absolutely, it is a result of the philosophies running on their subconscious program, which was instilled in them by some man. So if you can't acknowledge that, that means either you don't know because you your depth ain't that far. And I know it ain't because you don't have the scientific wheelhouse. But not only is science my wheelhouse, philosophy, math, uh, law, all of these are my wheelhouses. Right. And so I'm talking to someone who don't have the depth or the range to have this conversation with me. You talking from emotion and you talking from religious philosophy, philosophy, which ain't based in science, in fact. So I'm giving you the actual reasons why human behavior shows up in the way that it does. If you can't have this conversation with me on this level, then I need to get a doctor or a uh, or a philosopher in here who can actually hang with me, but I'm not going back and forth with, I don't agree and I don't feel this way because you can't prove me wrong if you knew exactly where I was coming from. Well, you know, again, man, I, I appreciate that long soliloquy you just gave us there. Um, but let's, let's just be clear. Uh, I can definitely handle you when it comes to uh, philosophy, therapy. Uh, I've, Honestly, I knew we were going to be talking about uh, women want to be single and single women want to be married. Uh, I didn't know we were going to go into a scientific uh, depth. But, you know, I, I appreciate your information that you gave. But again, 
because I listen fast. I mean, you talk fast, but I listen slow. Everything that you just said, again, tried to put responsibility back on men. And that's why I stopped listening, because at the end of the day, we have to take responsibility for self. Because here's the reality. If you want to talk about hurt and trauma, some of the greatest trauma I experienced in my life didn't come from a man. It came from my mother. It came from a woman. Right. So women have, have the capability of hurting. Women have the capability of causing damage. Women have the capability of causing trauma, just like men do. I'm trying to have a balanced conversation, but you want to always take the conversation back to every problem is men. And so that's why I said, listen, I heard you. Uh, I didn't have to go to your social media page. I spent three hours with you on Clubhouse. I knew exactly what your talking points were going to be. I know exactly what you're trying to do. I understand what the agenda is. And, you know, I'm just not for it. You know, I'm always going to be for people saying, hey, listen, we all got issues. We all got struggles. But at the end of the day, if we come together collectively and we work through our issues, we can have healthy marriages. They can work. And it doesn't have to be this collection of let me get all of the women come over here here and let's talk bad about men. I'm just I'm, I'm just not here for that conversation. And so. Well, if you ain't here for that conversation, you should have told him you ain't want to talk to me, because if you had a conversation with me for three hours, you should have known what I was going to say. But you didn't because you just said, no, no, you just say it. You just said, hold on. You just said, I don't even because uh, I don't remember you from Clubhouse because I told you at the beginning that all I remember is triggered people. I don't remember nobody over there with no sense that was talking to me. I know I remember triggered people. And so you said you wasn't triggered. So I don't know who you are. But if you remember me from Clubhouse, then you should have told Byron and O'Neill that you didn't want to talk to me because right just before you said that, you just said that you wish you would have known that I was going to come with scientific stuff and you would have done your research. So you double talking and you're not telling the truth up here. OK, so you on the defense right now, which I already know. And it's cool. OK. All right. So, hey. If you cannot acknowledge that a person's core program that's running on them is responsible for how they behave, then we cannot have an intelligent conversation because you saying you can hang with me, but right now well, you so have that's not what I'm saying. Because shh, here's the deal, we, we know that hold on, baby. Sweetheart. Sweetheart, thank you. Please. I'm, I'm lagging. Are you talking? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, see, I'm the one that still got the picture on the screen here. So, you know, I'm still talking because <laughs> we not it ain't for us up here. I'm still talking. All right. Um, like I said, OK, um, you say that you can hang with me. OK, but you steady talking about this, quote unquote, blaming stuff. Sir, we live under patriarchal philosophies. Patriot. Let me tell you something about the English language. It's constructed of morphemes. It has a suffix, prefix, and a base word. Patri means father. Archie means a type of rule, right, or governance, right? So we are under the rule of the quote-unquote father that don't include the quote-unquote mother. So since we live under a patriarchy and we are in capitalism, all of these economic and religious philosophies come out of the mind of a male that women have adapted to. So women's behavior is a result of what men think about women. 
and the biological nature of the woman is going haywire with these conflicting philosophies through economic philosophy and everything. They say, uh, is, is, um, lagging pretty bad. Hold on. What you got in here? What? No, nah, it's not lagging on. It's good. Hand. It's good. It's yeah. It's perfect. good on my end. Oh, y'all can hear it. It's, it's fine. Oh yeah. 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 You good. It might be the, the internet or something. Yeah. They use yeah. Oh, okay. It, Cause yeah, it, people it keep sending me mine. messages. Go ahead, Priscilla. It may just be mine. Okay. All right. No problem. All right. So, um, here's the thing. Like I say, I'm into human behavior. This this is this is my field of study, okay? Science and human human behavior and psychology. That's my realm, right? And so when you analyze human behavior, you have to analyze a few different things. Not only do you have to analyze the environment, you also have to analyze the philosophical programs that are running on their psychology. The fact of the matter is what's running on women's psychology is a whole bunch of patriarchal stuff with a lot of trauma that they have endured from men under this patriarchy. So you can talk la la land stuff all you want to, but I'm solutions based. And let me tell you what it means to take responsibility, sir, since you don't understand that y'all think blame and accountability are the same thing, but they not accountability is when you see some shit that you don't like and then you take the reins and change it so you can get a different outcome. The outcome that y'all want, y'all want women to see that they're not happy, but blame themselves and continue to do the same thing over with y'all expecting a different result. I'm telling women that th the reason that they experience what they experience in these relationships is one, the nature of a male it ain't going to change. And you all are asking men to do something that they're incapable of doing. And since they ain't capable of doing it, you need to take the reins and take responsibility for your own life and not expect them to do something that they cannot do. And you need to change how you interact with men. You need to change what you think about men and take your life into your own hands and not concern yourself with what he going to do or what not. OK. And so that way you can get a better outcome. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that what women have to do to get a better outcome for their life don't include you. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah. Yeah. This is this I, is this is a. I, I think I got one more question before we get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, Princella. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it was lagging a little you, bit on my end, man, but I can, I can hear you guys now. Are you good now? Yeah. You good? All right. So, Priscilla, you don't, I'm guessing you don't agree with marriage. Correct. Our people are supposed to have kids. They having kids without marriage right now. What are we talking about? Don't you see it? Ain't y'all complaining? Well, she she's she's a single mother because she had a kid. Baby, listen, let me tell y'all something. Who need marriage? Are you cool is with a single mother? No, I'm cool with women having a community, a, a community support of other women. I don't care if the male stays or if he goes. Girl, you ain't got to wait till you to to no man decide to marry you to have no baby. The, the creator gave you the power to have a baby whenever you want. If you want to have one at 19, have one at 19. You want to have one at 25, have one at 25. You want to have one at 32, have one at 32. Just as long as you make sure you have a community of women that will support you. He, like biology say, 
He can produce and skedaddle somewhere. You ain't got to keep him. He is the one that needs you. He need family. He need a woman because survival of the fittest is his problem. And if he don't value you, baby, it's cool. You can raise the children with a community. You don't need him. And if your father, your uncles and all, they can play, they can play the father figure like they do in matriarchal societies who ain't got no problem. I'm not trying to make men do something that I know they ain't capable of doing. Bye. So basically we, us as men just, just need to donate our sperm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Ahead. I think, I think y'all, yeah, I think y'all was the original hoes, and I think that you should be passed around with a community of women. And then when they tired of dealing with you, I think they need to throw you back to the uh, water. I think they need to throw you back in the the lake. Now, 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 if you want a wife and you want a family, you better act like you're supposed to be there. Because if the moment that you get the tripping, I think women should just go and kick you out the house because they don't need you. You need them. So you better act like Ooh. you need them. You better act like you want a woman and you better start respecting her. And if you can't, because ain't nobody here to cater to you, you're supposed to be adult enough to handle your own life and not expect everybody else to serve you. Mm. Byron, what would you think about that, bro? It ain't about what I think. I want to know what Corey's <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> no, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm just sitting there listening to her, you know, and when, you know, when she was talking about therapy and, and, and psychology and all that stuff, I've said it earlier in the show, you know, oftentimes, man, we have these traumas that we haven't fixed. Right. And so because I want to be able to talk to her on her level, there's a, 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 a therapy philosophy that says every person has an exile, a firefighter and a manager. Right. And what I hear when I hear Priscilla speak, I just hear her firefighter. What an exile is, the exile is the one that's experienced the trauma. The firefighter is the one that comes to protect the one that's been hurt, right? And so, again, I referenced her marriage. You know, she talked about marriage for three years, and it apparently was a bad experience. What a firefighter says is, in order for me never to have that experience again, then I'm going to create a personification or a personality to protect that child, protect that exile, protect that person that was hurt. That's what therapy says, right? But the problem with being a firefighter is if you notice, if you ever see a house on fire when the fire truck pull, fire truck pulls up, oftentimes when they put the fire out, the water causes more damage than the actual fire does. So this is a common practice that you find. So I'm just sitting here listening to her because what I what I am skilled at is listening, and I can hear people's trauma when they speak. No matter how many scientific terms, or medical terms, or philosophy terms that you give, at the end of the day, it's just trauma talking. It's an exile. It is. It is the death of hope of marriage, a bad experience. And so my firefighter says, I'm never going to experience this again. And so therefore, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I will never allow another man to hurt me. The problem is that you've taken your platform and you're speaking to other people's exiles. You're speaking to other women that have been hurt instead of them getting a manager. And what the manager, that third part is the person of personality says, you know what? The exile is hurt. But the firefighter, I appreciate you for protecting me to this point, but now I'm going to go and heal. I'm going to go back and I'm going to heal that childhood trauma. I'm going to go back and I'm going to deal with those issues because I don't think it's God's will for my life. Or I don't even think it's it's the universe's desire for me to look at every man as, as incapable of loving. 
I don't I don't think that's what the universe would desire for us to do and definitely not what God would want us to do. And so, again, uh, I love the way that you just bloviated right there. You talked about I'm not on your level and I, you know, I'm not depth enough and I didn't study. But what I am studied at is I know when I hear trauma speaking, I know when I hear um, a way for you to sexually put sexually put words together and make yourself feel better with, with your intellect. But it's still trauma speaking. It's still trauma leaking out and you can hear the trauma and the danger. The reason I talked about divide and conquer is because what I've seen you do is speak to other people's trauma and you're giving no solution. There, there's no solution that you're giving to the situation except for let's just use men for for semen and throw them to the side. And I don't think that's I mean, do you really think that's what the way God designed this world? Do you really think that's what he wants for us to throw all men away? I'm not going to ever say throw all women away. That's, that's just trauma speaking. Well, you need women. Of course you're Lord. not going to throw them away. Yeah, I mean, Lord. like. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Um, let me, let me feel. Yes, sir. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What, what, type, what type of trauma you think is taking place? You mentioned tra uh, trauma a few times. See, man, here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. As skilled as she says she is, one of the things that I'm good is I, I've learned to listen to what they're saying beyond what they're saying. <laughs> trauma, has a, trauma has a voice. Trauma has a stench. You can hear it. We're on Clubhouse all the time. If you just sit back and really listen to people, you can hear the hurt. And so what has happened is I'm hurt. I've had this experience. That's why we went there and we talked about that marriage. It was a bad experience. And I don't want to experience that again. Instead of me recognizing that this marriage doesn't represent every marriage, that this man doesn't represent every man, that I'm going to go fix me so that I don't ex experience that again. Instead... Let me just talk about how men are incapable of loving and let me speak to other women's trauma. And I think that's the danger because we all have a level of trauma. Every last person watching this have experienced some level of trauma in their life. And it's our responsibility to go back and heal that. But when you start saying, for example, a man that let's just take a man that was married and he went through a divorce and the wife took half of his money. Right. And now he comes on a podcast and he listened to O'Neill talk about all women want to do is take your money. Well, the problem is that was the woman you dealt with. Every woman is not like that. And I think it's a very dangerous rhetoric. And that's the trauma that you hear. So instead of me taking responsibility to own my own stuff, I'm not saying I'm owning the experience, but I'm owning my reaction. I'm owning my thoughts. I'm owning my feelings. Instead of me doing that, I'm going to go. I'm going to go study things that help to double down on what I feel. So I'm going to go study this and I'm going to grab a scripture that I'm going to talk about completely out of context. I'm going to talk about some uh, uh, some uh, philosophy that's completely taken out of context. And this is what I'm going to do. And that's trauma at its finest. And so that's the reason I just sit back and I listen to a talk. And anybody that's on the YouTube channel right now, if they got an ear, they can hear that this is trauma. Because O'Neill, you just asked a great question. What is the end result? So what's the end result for all women to go be with women? And just become carpet munchers and we just go do this and we go X-Men out. But you still need me because you said you need semen to produce. Because here's the reality. We need each other. You keep <sighs> saying that women need men. I mean, men need women. But the reality is we need each other. That's the way it was designed. So you take your, 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 your group of people and y'all go move to this island, just hypothetically. How you producing without men? You can't. You take men and you move to an island. How are you producing without women? You can't. We need each other. And, and that's that's the reason that I'm sitting there just listening and saying, OK, I hear you. But I hear trauma speaking, brother. 
That's okay. me. Okay. All right. Thank you for uh, speaking. Okay. So um, you hear a lot besides the intelligence stuff we was talking about because you didn't let it let it be known two times that you weren't listening. Okay. It went in one ear and out the other one, right? But all of a sudden now you're listening and acting. You can hear, right? So you're really on the defense. But it wasn't that important. Just be honest. Sir, 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 sir. I had enough respect to not cut you off even when I wanted to. So I'm going to need you to have the same self-control and keep your mouth closed while I'm talking. All right. Now, um, like I said, um, you on the defense, right? And you're swinging real hard and you just hitting the air, you're punching the air. But word on the street is this your second marriage. And word on the street is you got some domestic violence stuff that might have happened with the first one. I'm going to need you to address that while you want to ask me about mine right i'm gonna need to understand what your first wife what kind of trauma that she needs to own that you ain't responsible for okay i want to know that too um second secondly right what you think is the solution or that we need each other sir it take three minutes for you to jack off it take three minutes for you to bust in a woman and then go on about your merry way you want a woman to fight you to stay and beg you to stay in a marriage that you ain't fit for because let me tell you something about nature it's unnatural to force people to go against their biological nature and to stick into something contrary of what their emotions are telling them to do right so you want women to tolerate abuse you want women to sit up here and listen to you do exactly what you're doing to me see i'm gonna tell them that they ain't got to put up with that because see you dismissed everything that i said and then you had the nerve to try to belittle me and my intelligence and you you've been doing it since the moment i began talking right but you claim that you're capable of love i tell my women you ain't got to put up with this because see i wouldn't give you another ounce. I wouldn't give you another second if we was in any kind of relationship, right? Because it, it's not even worth it, right? You dis, you're dismissive and you're disrespectful, right? But I ain't really going in on you like that, right? I just hear what you're saying and I just let my women hear it too. And guess what? You going to push them away from you more than I can. And I'm going to say this, you right. For me, I de I decided to munch carpet. Uh-huh. And I got a beautiful one too. And I've had a better relationship with her than I have ever had with any male, right? And by you thinking that you're going to put this all on my ex-husband, baby, I'm 37 years old. If you think that my ex-husband is the reason that I don't deal with y'all no more, you sadly mistaken, right? He don't even come in. He don't even come in the top two that made me make this decision. Okay. All right. So I got a lot more experience with men and listening to y'all and watching how you behave. And you just added fuel to the fire because you really behave and you don't even have the self-awareness to see it. And I'm not going to inform you. I'm going to just let you think that you different while everybody else can see that you exactly like the majority of people, males that I've talked to on these platforms. You just like the ones that they have dealt with. You just like the ones that I didn't talk to. You ain't no different. You ain't no different. Well, you, you know, I, I appreciate, I appreciate not being different. Um, and that's your opinion. Right. And so I think what I can say that I've, I've watched 
you know, whether he was on Clubhouse or on here. I think you say things intentionally that are triggering to men, like you intentionally try to demean men to make women feel a certain type of way. I'm not going to respond like some of the guests that I've seen uh, you on podcast with. I'm not going to respond in that matter. You think I'm being emotional. I'm just listening to you. And again, like I said, I hear trauma. Now, let me be very clear. The only reason I mentioned your marriage is because you mentioned it. And we're, we're, the conversation was about married women wanting to be single and single women wanting to be married. And so when you start talking about the confinements of marriage, it's a little bit different. Well, I'm sure you had other relationships, right? And again, those relationships that we have, whether we're starting from your father all the way to the relationship you had, has dictated why you feel like that. But here's the problem. Every woman hasn't had your experience just like every man hasn't had my experience. So you brought up, let's be very clear. You brought up my first marriage and we were married for 13 years. And my wife and I are phenomenal friends and raised two beautiful daughters and are great friends. And so as a matter of fact, she's probably on here watching right now. Um, it, it didn't work. You know, we got married extremely young. We were part of that statistic that you talked about and it didn't work. But, um, and whatever whatever issues I had at that time, listen, man, I, I accept it. Um, now, the second thing is this thought process about domestic violence. I've often said this, man, that people don't need the truth. They just need a trending topic. You know, at the end of the day, you don't know. And that's absolutely not what happened. And if you look at the results, you see every charge was dropped against me. And I was I was basically shown that I didn't do what I was accused of. And so but I agree. I understand on a conversation like this, we got to throw that out there. But you throw in an empty cup with nothing in it. Uh, I wouldn't be on here talking the way I'm talking um, if I knew that I had done something like that. that's just not who I am. And yes, I am on my second marriage. Things happen. Communication breaks down. You get married when you're young. You're not ready. You're not prepared. But you learn. We're nascent. We're always becoming. We take accountability. And the challenge that I had with your conversation was you're not allowing for women to take accountability. I'm taking accountability. I can look right here in this podcast and say, you know what? I take accountability for anything I've ever done and I'm grown. I become better. But when you start saying that women can love and men don't have the capacity to love. But again, when you go back to the facts, because what you told me earlier, when we start having this conversation and I start having a conversation with you, you said I was in my feelings. Let's deal with the facts. And you start throwing these stats out there. And when I come back with the stats and say, OK, you say women are better at loving. You say men are horrible at loving. Why is it that 78% of women that love women end up in a divorce? Why is domestic violence there? What you wanted to bring up tonight. The reality is we're all in a depraved state. We all got our issues. It's not just men. I'm not ever going to say that women have not had bad experiences with men. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that men can't do a better job of listening. You'll never hear me say that. But what you, what, what the, the one point that you continue to make that I just continuously disagree with is men not having the capacity to love. Um, and I say that because I love, I love extremely hard. That's who I am. And so I think Byron and O'Neill know that about me. That's probably one of the reasons they brought me on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that point and I'm not going to let you put that on men because the challenge with that is what you do is for a woman that has not felt loved, that trauma <laughs> You give them the answer instead of them going and healing and, and maybe allowing life to give them a different experience. And that's most of the most of the women that are in your group. I would assure you if they're part of your tribe, they've had some bad experiences with men. And so instead of them 
going through trauma, going through therapy and getting healed. Let's just look at all men as bad. I just think that's problematic. And so that's just my, my two cents on it. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I'm glad we went on and got that out the way. Uh, it didn't hit the way you thought it was going to hit, did you? I know you had the statisticians over there. You group actually, over there. actually, it just proved exactly what I've been saying. And here's the thing. Yeah, I appreciate you trying to take half accountability. But the reason why you got them domestic violence charges is because of the nature of a man. Right. And I expect you to I expect your situation to be exactly what you put it out there to be. I expect that. I expect that within 13 years, I know your wife was. Um, had a lot of problems, right? Because of the nature of a man, the nature of a man, baby. And so ladies, the reason that relationships do not work with men and women is because you are polar opposites biologically and neurologically, and it just ain't gonna work. You're gonna have to cut yourself down a bunch, right? So you like, like, you know, so somebody got trauma behind your existence, right? And for some reason, I think women are expected to do all the forgiving and do all the compassion, which means that women are more capable of love than men could ever be because women are expected to do all of the things of love while men do nothing but continue to run women into the ground and to defend their egos, right? So that's all cool. So I definitely appreciate you acknowledging that, right? Because I ain't got no domestic violence charges. I, I ain't never had no domestic domestic violence. Nobody ever said that they hit me. But I tell you what, I didn't have men put their hands on me. Absolutely. You know why? Because that's associated with testosterone. Right. So I expect y'all to do just that. And let me tell you something about love. You say, I so love. I don't ever. I ain't cut you okay, off so yet. I ain't right. cut you off yet. Right. <laughs> And trust me, there have been times that I have wanted to, but I, I held my composure and I just let you talk. But anyway, you say you love hard. That lets me know again that uh, y'all ain't capable of love because love is not a hard thing. Love is a philosophical concept of the mind, which means it's a software. Love is soft. It's a soft skill. Soft skills are where women excel because softness is a feminine concept. Love is a feminine concept. Any dude talking about he love hard, you make me think you hit bitches. And, and it's probably possible with the DV charges. Stop loving hard. Stop hitting women. Because we want soft love. What love's supposed to be. Okay, I'm through talking. I think you're on mute, Corey. You're, 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 you're on mute. You're on mute. Okay, can you hear me now, bro? Yes, sir. No, you're good. Say, yeah, yeah, man. I was gonna say, man. Listen, Priscilla, I, I give you a round of applause, a standing ovation for that. That was phenomenal. Um, it did not impact me because, you know, at the end of the day, nothing that you said was true. I do find it fascinating, but I'll say this: one thing that men will always do is we're gonna cover and we're gonna protect. And so I'll let you believe what you want to believe. But this thought process that um, um, only men um, have testosterone, which is not true because we both have testosterone. Um, but there are some men that get attacked by women. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. There are some men that get attacked by women. And so 
this the proof is again what i said earlier with the stat 78 percent of uh lesbian relationships end up in divorce and as domestic violence this thought process that you want to continue to bloviate over these 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 uh internet waves it's just it's problematic it's problematic you're never going to bait me into to having that type of conversation uh i'm here uh i understand i, I know you got your hive and you, your, your tribe that went out there and wanted to dig something up but it didn't hit the way you thought it was gonna hit because it's just not the truth let me be very clear my ex-wife and i have a great relationship we just grew apart you know we just did the communication wasn't the best and so um but this again i just want to say this men have the ability to love whether they love hard love soft whatever the case may be men have the ability to love and this thought process that only women can love i just think it's it's it's, it's just a problematic talking point it's horrible jargon it it benefits you as you recruit now what i can say is you a master recruiter that's for sure now listen you know how to go get the broken and the bruised women and bring them over there and and put them you know to be part of your posse but I just want to speak to some of those women. Don't always fall for that rhetoric. There are men out there that will love. There are men that will help you build. There are men out there that will help you with the domesticated things in your home. There are men that would allow you to continue to be upward mobile and help with the children and pursue after your careers. There are men like that. But if you want to listen to Miss Priscilla, you know, as she tells you how men don't have these capabilities. But when women do some of the same things, she goes back to blaming it on men. Right. Some of these independent, intelligent women. Now you go back to blaming it on men. I just think that's problematic. Wow. You know, I got to I got to. Um, so I want to hear from the audience, you know, because we got it. We, we have yeah. to get the audience in on this, man. I want to know, first shout of all, out to the super oh, chat. Shout out to the super chat. Yeah. yeah you want to shout out to super chat? Yeah. Y'all be going crazy. We got foreign spice. Facts and snacks. We got B Taylor. We got Queen. We got metaphor, metaphysical mind space. We got smooches. We got bro science, man. Y'all going crazy for grown women only. Appreciate y'all, man. I want to know something from the audience. You know, do y'all believe that we are in a state where, okay, put a one in the chat if you believe that the way we are doing relationship right now is broken, broken and needs to evolve. If you believe that it is broken right now and needs to evolve, put a one in the chat. If you believe that we can fix it by trying to, you know, uh, build our traditional foundations back on those biblical principles, put a two in the chat. So you think people need to go back to the traditional version Put a two in the chat. If you believe that what we have right now is broken and we need to create something new, put a one in the chat. Wow. 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 There's a lot of ones. So a lot of people believe. Let me, let me make sure I'm refreshing. Yo. Okay. So it's a lot so of ones, ones in the chat. So the one the is the people who believe that relationships are currently broken and we need something new. The way we do relationships oh, is broken. Shit. If you believe we need to just go back to the traditional version of marriage, put a two in the chat, put a two in the chat. If we just need to go back to the biblical traditional version of marriage, put a two in the chat. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Wow. So nobody believes. So nobody believes that we need to go back to the traditional version of marriage in this chat at all. That is phenomenal. One, brother. 
It's probably like a couple twos. Crystal. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Crystal. She's a two. Okay. Do we have any more tools? Like this is this can't be. Wait a minute. <laughs> Yo, like, what are we doing? All right. Uh, we got Bam. Bam with a two. Bam with a two. Okay. Shout out to my guy Bam. All right. Bam, Bam, and Crystal need to hook up then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody said two kind of wow. So Corey, what? Corey, what's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts on this? You know, I think that's a loaded question because when you start talking traditionalism and going back to biblical days, women, for the most part, didn't work. Women were at home. Um, we're not in that day and age anymore, man. Women are upward mobile. They educated. They got careers. Uh, I don't know if it will ever go back to that. Um, but I do think that we should go back to some of the biblical principles and never lose those when it comes to marriage, when it comes to honor and us being connected and being one. And um, following each other, loving each other, putting God first. You know, I think that's important. I don't know that we will ever devolve. I think relationships are evolving. Um, and that's just a fact. What's your take on that, Princella? Um, I agree that relationships are evolving. We have to move out of the state of codependency to interdependency. Traditional relationships are founded upon codependency. And in order to be in an interdependent relationship, you have to be an independent person first. Men don't like independent women. They want women to need them for something, which screams codependency because that's what codependency is founded upon, needing the other person. A true interdependent relationship is where two individual independent people who are whole come together and they share that's not the type of relationships men want because men struggle to become independent, self-fueling people. They need women. So women, if they start to elevate, they will not have healthy relationships with men unless you start treating the man like a puppy. Unless your husband becomes your dog that you understand is only capable of pooping and, and, and drinking water and cuddling with you here and there. And then he run out and do as long, as long as you understand that's the relationship you're going to have with a male, then you can have one. But if you're looking for an equal partner to accept you in all of your wholeness and your glory, and you expect him to be equal to you, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> You know, uh, did Byron leave? Okay. Um, what what I, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it was disconnected. Um, you know, Priscilla, I, I'll just say this. Um, I, again, I just think that's problematic rhetoric. I think we need each other. I don't think <laughs> men just need women. I think women need men. I think we need each other. And I think that's just, that's just a fact. Um, we need each other. That's all I'm going to I'm just going to say we, we need each other. I don't know where you're getting this 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 thought process from, uh, but I, I'll just continue to say that we need each other. Um, and I love what you did say about interdependency and not being codependent. I can't agree with you on that. I don't think we need to be codependent on one another. I think there needs to be interdependency where we depend on one another. That's what partnership is about. That's what teamwork is about. It's interdependent. I'm not codependent, but I am interdependent. And 
we work together. Um, you know, if y'all don't think that y'all need men, uh, I'd like to see what that looks like uh, after about 20, 30 years of nothing but women. That, that's that's just it, it makes it makes no sense at all. Right. It, it makes no sense at all to say. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, it makes sense for what you're doing, obviously. But it makes no sense to say that women don't need men. We need each why, other. Why, why don't make sense for you? I mean, how do you procreate? You know, how do you procreate? We can't, we can't. Can we, can we drop it off and we keep it going? No, but you, but here's the deal. You still need men. You need what's being extracted from a man for procreation. But I told y'all already that y'all could be passed around. Like nobody's saying that we don't need slaves. Nobody said that we didn't need somebody with extra genes. We don't need you for relationships, sir. We don't need you to live in the house. You can come and drop off some Peter Wacker for women who still want to get pregnant. And then you can go on about your way. Nobody's going to stop you. What I'm talking about will not, uh, it would not stop you from going to deal with whatever woman you want, because the women over here would not even change you right they would take you they would take the seed they would take they would procreate and then tell you you don't got to be in a child life if you don't want to ain't nobody gonna chase you and make you be there right and so um at the end of the day we only need a couple of men for that we we can have 10 men and 200 women and hey y'all want to have a baby okay go pick Corey. i think he no no let's get o'neill okay all right, let's just pass them around. We'll have a bunch of babies and then let them go back to the to the wild where they want to be, right? We're not forcing you to be in marriages. We're not forcing you to stay at home. We're not forcing you to do nothing. And then when planet Earth decides that she wants to correct herself, baby, the ether is responsible for turning on and off genes, right? So you don't get no say over that. So at any point that the that Mother Earth wanted to communicate with the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, right? The infinite intelligence within the body of a human being and turn those parthenogenesis genes back on in, in human females, that could be done. And then women could begin to reproduce without you. But until then, we don't need but 10 of y'all. 10 of y'all and mm. then <laughs> like we don't need it don't need to be one-to-one -one. for what would y'all would y'all rather straight men or gay men well <laughs> gay men seem to have a lot more emotional intelligence okay straight men don't have none so here's the thing if you want to cohabitate with a with somebody hey they're gonna have to have some infinite intelligence if you don't want no gay man who seems to have better <laughs> uh have a better sense of um humanity about him to be able to communicate with you get you a straight one just throw him back just throw him back in the ocean right go catch him fish get a little sperm and send him back where he came from you ain't got to marry him you ain't got to you ain't got to buy the whole pig to get hmm. some sausage. You ain't got to buy a whole pig just to get some sausage. Mm -hmm. I see the chat, the chat with the gay <laughs> men. I got, I got, I just, I got a question. Hey, Priscilla got me on. I'm over here. I'm over here dying, man. Hey, listen, so Priscilla, let's, let's, let's deal with this fantasy world that you want to create, right? Let's let's go there. We're in this fantasy world. The men out in the woods, the women in the town, they come in, they get the women pregnant. What happens when seven out of 10 women that are in relationship end? Do those women go to the woods with the men? 
or do they stay in the town? Like what happens well, because statistically we're seeing that women being together in this fantasy world, that that's not really working. So is it is it that until it stops working in your city, then we throw those women to the woods to the men? Like how, how talk talk No, how we, we we ain't even created my city yet. All right. We ain't even created it yet. I'm just telling you, based on y'all's oh, biological nature. Hold on. Based on y'all biological nature and your current behavior, I'm trying to make it easy for y'all. I don't know why y'all want to fight me. Y'all already like cheating on women anyway. You already like knocking women up with multiple kids. All I'm saying is women need to stop chasing you and just let you do it and stay out there. Stay over there. And so it's a bunch of pick me's that still want to try to have relationships with y'all. Unfortunately, y'all don't want the pick me's, but I'm trying to tell them to go with y'all so that y'all can be a happy family. And then all the women that got sense, I'm telling them to let the pick me's have you and stop fighting the pick me over you right but if they happen to want a, a a child from you we can pick the most attractive one pass you around and put you back in your original position of being a hoe okay because men are for the streets they are for fun they are not for relationships so get you one have a good little rendezvous three hours, five hours, send him on his way and hit and, and let his pick me, his wife that is wanting to fight all the women because her man keep cheating on her. Girl, let him, sir, she can go with you. She can go with you. I'm just saying, let's create a system that y'all already acting in that, but y'all want to continue to use it as an opportunity to, um, sell tickets to relationship shit when you know good and damn well y'all would love to function in the way that I'm saying y'all just ain't gonna make no money because it would be normalized and nobody would be in dysfunction but y'all doing it and y'all making a bunch of money on telling women and other people that you should be in a relationship knowing good and goddamn well y'all want to live in the world that I'm talking about creating well damn <laughs> well, Byron, let me just say this, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys are getting ready to end, but again, uh, I want people to pay very close attention to the words that come out of our mouth. And uh, I, again, I still hear trauma. Let me tell you what I hear. I hear I've, I've had a couple of failed relationships. I hear that I did not feel like I was loved the way I, I needed to be loved, that I was cheated on. And so instead of me having hope that it's possible, I'm going to take my experiences as, as a reality and I'm going to create a rhetoric. I'm going to accept it because <clears throat> what we have a tendency to do is when we don't get what we want, we stop expecting it. And we start saying, you know what? Just men are incapable of doing this. All men want to cheat. All men want this. So you know what? Let Men, you just quit cheating. And I'm going to close my heart off and I'm going to go over here with women and I'm going to gather all of the women that have had this experience and I'm going to tell them just we need to get 10 or 15 men. And again, we can talk science. We can talk philosophy. We can talk biology. But I really want to talk therapy. I really want to talk emotional intelligence, because anybody watching this with any common sense, you really sit back. You can listen. You can sense the trauma that, that we all have experienced. I got my own trauma. But Priscilla, I'll just be honest. When I hear you speak, I don't get mad. I don't get triggered. I'm sitting there saying, you know what? I don't know this young lady. I don't know what she's experienced, but based upon her talking points, I would bet that she went through some things in some relationships. And instead of maintaining hope, she pivoted and went the opposite direction. And now she wants other people to go the direction she's going. And I'm going to gather all of these stats to make my my talking points seem great. 
and I'm going to down men, but it's not healthy and it's not beneficial. And the, more importantly, um, it's not it's not long lasting. Right. You what, what are you what are you going to do when you create this city of, of uh, queen women <laughs> um, with no men? I mean, how, how is that going to work? And I hear it. Y'all keep saying I'm throwing shade, but I think I, I'm not throwing shade. I'm really speaking from my heart and saying, listen, I've been there before. I've experienced enough trauma in my life where I felt like only this was possible because what I hoped for, I, I wouldn't get. I couldn't get it. So I'm not throwing shade. I'm not talking down on Priscilla. I'm just saying what I hear. When I hear people speak like this, I'm just listening to you. And I'm like, I, I hope different at some point. I, I hope whether you change or not, you know, get, that's your choice. That's your decision. But whether it's a son, whether it's an uncle, whatever the case may be, I hope somebody shows you that men do have the capacity to love. I hope somebody shows you that men do have the capacity to care. Um, because this talking point and this rhetoric you have, it's just, you know, it's just disingenuous. And it's to me, to my personal opinion, and I'm done right here, my personal opinion is laced in past traumas that we haven't healed, that we metastasized. And so now we pivoted and went in a different direction and I'm going to do what's called implicit bias. And so I'm going to I'm going to look for something to or confirmation bias. I'm going to look for stats to confirm what I already feel. And these are going to be my talking points. So con confirmation bias is easy to do. It's easy for me to go and find a stat or something to make me feel better about what I already feel to create a message, to create a theory. And so that's just my personal opinion. No problem. But um I still hear trauma. All right. All right. <laughs>
is emotion. And I'm sorry, sir. I ain't got none for you. I'm based on fact. And when you look at the science, when you look at the philosophies and you look at the the sociological uh, infrastructures, it all points to y'all's violence, your ruthlessness, and the reason why you sat up here and gaslit and just been saying that I'm hurt when I give you all these facts. Because you know what? That's the only thing that y'all know how to do is Every single one of y'all that I talk to, y'all claim the same thing. And if you think that I care about what you think, it's because you think that women care about men's validation. No, we're going to talk to women because we all live in different worlds, right? So I would not come to you for quote unquote therapy because you know what? You don't have the ability to be objective. Your point of view of therapy is based on telling women what they need to hear in order to make them accessible or men to have uh, for men to be access, have accessibility to them. So you're not actually out here helping women. You're looking for loopholes to try to blame women and try to make women think that something's wrong with them, which is typically what men do in relationships, out of relationships, online, the whole nine yard. So one thing that I would tell the ladies who happen to see this, do not get a male therapist. If you're going to get any kind of therapy, don't go to a male. Don't go to nobody's church and ask the pastor, get you a woman and get one that ain't male centered so that they can see what's really happening and not what they want you to see about yourself. Do not listen to men because they ain't never going to tell you nothing that's for your benefit. Well, Ooh. again, <laughs> you know. Uh, that was great, Priscilla. I, I appreciate that. But nothing changes, right? Nothing changes from, from anything that I said tonight, right? At the end of the day, I, I never said uh, it was women's fault. What I said is we all need therapy. We all need to deal with our issues. We all have childhood traumas. And again, you know, I understand your talking points, and that's the stage and the platform that you've built. I just disagree. And you may not want to hope. It's all good. You don't have to hope. And I, I appreciate that. And I respect that. You've made your decision that you're not moving on hope. But what I will say is those are the men that you experience. That's not every man. Those are the men that you encounter with. That's not including every man. you because I just encountered you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you in that, too. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is when you encounter a man, but you've already got an idea how he's moving and you're trying to interpret how I'm moving and what I'm saying and, and what I'm thinking, you have no idea. All right. You, you, you're just already projecting because that's what you do. I've been this is not the first time I've been around you. So I just decided tonight not to choose violence, but just to give you and tell you what I hear. And that's just what I hear. Every man is not bad. That, and listen, again, I'll just say it like this. Every man is not bad. I understand that's been your experience. And I'll still say this, even though you reject it. My hope is that you have an experience one day with a man that would demystify this thought process that men are incapable of loving. That's all. That's all right. And, and, and Priscilla, it, it I don't even woman. have it's to cool. <laughs> mm, I got a woman. It's cool. I'm good. I don't need no man. <laughs> Thank we, we you. Know. We, we know what you like. <laughs> we know what you like. We know that. Mm -hmm. I'm good. 
<laughs> anyway, I, I appreciate you, Corey. Yeah. Thank you so much. You've been a good champion. You've been a good sport. <laughs> you got any final words for Zella? Yeah. No, no, no. That was good. Yeah, listen. Hit get the 41 Shades of Men, the pursuit to subdue and use you. You can check that out on Amazon or you can get it at princellathequeenmaker.com, you know. And if y'all want to come check out this book signing, go and check out this book signing that I got at Katie Mills Mall out here in uh Houston, Texas. All right. That's on Black Tomorrow. Friday. Black Friday, that's right. Black Tomorrow. Friday. <laughs> 41 Shades of Men, man. What's going yes, on, Corey? Any, any final words you want to leave us with, man? Man, well, you know, man, the one thing that I do do is um, I teach men how not to allow or have, make women have to carry them. So I teach men how to go out and to create money and so and, and make money. And so I've got a mastermind. I've been teaching people how to do taxes um, for the last 13 years, had over 42 tax locations. And so uh, Brothers and women, if you want to learn, just go to uh, ph2webinar.com. I got a free webinar that I'm doing tomorrow night. I'll be showing you the tax business, how to do taxes. Um, I tell people all the time that the average salary in this country is $59,000 a year. Uh, that really breaks down to about $200 a day, while the average tax preparation fee in this country is $323 for a simple tax return and 700 for a tax return with a Schedule C. It is an opportunity for you to make money. You don't have to quit your job. You can supplement your income. I've been teaching people how to do this for years. And so pull up, tap into the webinar, and we'll make sure that we put the men in the front of the bike. Uh, since Priscilla said uh, the women been carrying the weight of the men, we're going to make sure we don't have that, that uh, experience, brother. <laughs> Well, well, hey, well. Man. Oh, what you think about this? Oh, this, this no, 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 no. Oh. What was your thoughts, man? What was your thoughts? Well, I asked you first. Wait. <laughs> I think it was a beautiful conversation, man. It was a beautiful conversation. Uh, you know, Stella says you just wanna want the men to drop the nut off and keep it pushing, man. Yeah, yeah. They got a lot yeah. of men, they got a lot of men out there like that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of men will love that too. A lot of men will love that as well. Yes, that's a fact. That's a fact. If that's a fact, you know. You know, here's the thing, man, with me. It's funny, man, because I've actually got a lot of uh text messages during this show, like, yo, you believe what she's saying? You <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really don't Some parts know. Are true. Yeah, Some because parts are true. here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm I'm not the one, right? I've never been the one, even if I, something don't don't all the way fit in my spirit all the way like you know i i get a knee-jerk reaction to it um fact base if it's fact based i'm one of them people who need to 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 do a little bit more discovery before i make a a, a definitive conclusion and so and i love to right. learn i'm a, I'm a learned person so you know listen when people drop facts i have my my ears peak up and i have to at least uh uh give it the respect of more further exploration right and then i and then and then when you couple that with the fact that i do believe we're in a space o'neill right now where listen man relationships are not working right relationships not. are not working the way that they have in the past so obviously something needs to be, yeah yeah something needs to be done i don't know what that needs to be done is is looking like but i just know that having conversations like this will help us, you know, expand our understanding of some things that may need to be done, right? And some of these things, like Prince Ellie even said, you know, and hinted to, are already happening anyways. And when you look at the stats, that's true too, 
You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but on the other end, I do respect Corey's position. I, I do think that um, traditional marriage is definitely a, a mainstay. Like we've raised a lot of uh, uh, successful people throughout history that way. And, um, you know, and if we can harken back to that and it works, cool. But if the people are rejecting that, that may we may have to just settle and be cool with that, too. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, I feel like we we still learning. Um, and I appreciated the conversation. That's my honest opinion. I did, too. I did, too. And I'll say this, man. If y'all enjoyed the show, put some play in the chat, man. We'd love to see if y'all enjoyed the show. And make sure y'all subscribe, man. Let us get to 2,000, man. We just need 200, yeah. y'all. That's it, man. Hit that subscribe button, man. Hit the subscribe button. Let me shout out to um Super Chats one more time, man. We got what's Giovanna. We got Bro Science again. We got Mainstay, Mecca, Bro Science again. Giovanna, Facts and Snacks, Fair Ebony, B. Taylor. We appreciate y'all, man. Bro, bro Science, they stop flirting with my girl. Hey, man, I ain't do nothing, bro. I'm just a host, brother. I'm just a host, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a host, man. That's your lady. I'm sorry, dog. I'm yeah. just a host, man. That's it. Well, man, that was a good time, bro. Yes, indeed. I had yes, a good indeed. time. Listen, if y'all haven't already, make sure y'all go and uh, check out Princella's book, uh, 41 Shades of Men. She's doing a book signing. Um you know, go check that out. Also check out Corey's, uh, you know, tax webinar that he's going to be putting together as well. I think that's going to be a phenomenal look for y'all. And then if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button and hit the super subscribe. Make sure you are notified on all videos. We have a lot more conversations similar to this and also business centered that we're going to be giving to you guys. And again, this is no stingy energy. That means that we give it all right. We have unfiltered raw real conversations that are meant to educate and stimulate the mind and so that's what you're gonna get here so welcome to the family hit the subscribe button and uh yeah you know anything any last Appreciate words on it? hey man make sure y'all if y'all not already make sure y'all come on you on uh clubhouse tomorrow we got a morning show from 6 a.m to 8 30 central talking more stuff just like this man we appreciate y'all y'all have a good night peace peace What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow-up. We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace.